name of Jesus. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, this is the text for the feast of St. Luke, the pastor, the gospel writer, the guy who got sent out to go and be church, to preach in a world that was not set up for it. And so when we get it, we always talk about missions, and it's kind of a funny word because, like, you don't have to be in the church long before somebody wants to tell you all about missions and all about, you know, sharing the good news and all that. But the thing is, it usually feels pretty hollow when we talk about it. We understand on some level we're supposed to want everyone in the world to, to be a part of this. But honestly, it's hard to figure out why we want them to be here when we don't really know why we want to be here ourselves. And we recognize, at least on some level, well, my grandma went here isn't actually that great of a reason to invite a stranger to church. If you don't know why you're here yourself, why would you care that somebody else is here? Why would you want somebody else to be here? You can mumble something about being a good person or at least, you know, society is falling apart out there and we don't like it. But every single time that we get to talking like that as far as missions and why people would ever want to come to church, it gets undone by the secret prayer of every last Christian here. Lord, make me chaste, but not yet. Lord, please free me from this vice later on. Lord, help me be better eventually, but not right now, because right now I'm having fun. The problem with church resting on us being the good people, the good missionaries, the good examples is that we don't really want to be. We want to want to be, but I don't know if that counts. And the thing is, all that stuff I'm supposed to believe is wrong about me, and I'm having so much trouble with it, but I like it. And society tells me it's not such a big deal, and I shouldn't complain so much about it. If that's going to be the basis of, of church, missions is kind of pointless. Because maybe you will suddenly stumble across somebody who does for a little while want to be a better person, but that never actually lasts all that long, that whole wanting to be a better person. It's great, and we'll put you to work while you do, because there is a ton of stuff to do around here. But at the same time, I understand from the outside looking in that when Christians get to talking about missions, more often than not, it sort of seems like we're just trying to convince them to do stuff we don't feel like doing ourselves. Like, you have to understand how it looks to the world. It is a whole bunch of sinners telling other sinners to stop sinning. It is a whole bunch of people raising money to get other people to join so that they can raise money. Um, and it takes a lot because Jesus sent out the 72 with absolutely nothing, saying it was the church's job to take care of them. And even the ones who go with way too much junk like me still require a lot of support. And this place, I mean, it takes a lot of work. But it's... But it's missions. And that's supposed to make us feel good. But the thing is, underneath every program and every ritual from church history, and at least just because, you know, Grandma did it, underneath every single mission program, we can see in Isaiah the point. That this is not a bait-and-switch program, and this is not a self-help program. This is not a pretend-you're-better-than-you-are program, or even a want-to-be-better program. 
Isaiah tells us what the church is. A highway shall be there. It shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. It shall belong to those who walk on the way. Even if they are fools, they shall not go astray. That's the church. It's the sinners and the fools that God gathers to help. The unclean cannot be a part of it, and so God must cleanse them. So when it comes to those sins that we don't really want to be a part of, at least not yet, God's going to have to be the one doing something about that, not us. Church is not rest on your pledge to be a better person, but on God's promise and fulfillment to cleanse you of every sin, to forgive every sin, to make you more than the sum of your desire to do better at any given moment because that might not last. Church rests on Jesus' holiness, which is good, because sometimes it's hard to even really want to be as Christ-like as I'm supposed to be. Church, though, was given to the fools, Church was given to the blind, desperate eyes that can see just enough to panic at what's wrong, but not enough to find any real fix in their lives. Church is given to pursed lips and forced smiles that don't know what to say in any of this. Church is stuck right in the middle of a wilderness, of a world that is completely falling apart. And Jesus sends out the 72 as sheep to us, the wolves. The wolves are who are supposed to be the church because our Lord would speak peace to them. He would promise them something. The kingdom of God is here. It brings real healing. It brings real hope, real salvation, a real identity that is no longer found in what we want and what we don't want to admit to wanting. (laughs) The church exists because God wants to set up a place where there is mercy for you for every last thing that you are afraid to actually talk about without smirking. Church is where Jesus is for sinners, and it will not be measured in a lack of help, in a lack of enthusiasm, in a lack of missions, but in a God who wants to be here to help, a God who wants to be here to save and to comfort, to unite you to him in such a way that even us fools cannot go astray from it. And as it turns out, he's really good at it because Jesus loves sinners. Jesus loves us. Jesus loves you. And the way of holiness is not the path that he gives you to walk yourself to heaven by being good. The way of holiness is Jesus, who is the way and the truth and the life. He is the God who comes down into this world to take on flesh and pick us up and carry us home on his own shoulders. Jesus is the one who goes out among the wolves to be devoured himself that he might turn us into something other than what we are. We are no longer sheep. We are holy sheep. We're no longer wolves who attack and devour. But we're the ones that Jesus would rescue. Jesus came into this world to be devoured by us, the sinners, the wolves, not to encourage fundraising and time and talent and treasure, but to forgive and to give sight to eyes and voice to lips and joy and dancing even to the lame, to make you something else, simply holy. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not despise preaching and his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear it and learn it. We do church because Jesus is here. We don't just talk about Jesus, we receive him in sacrament, in word, 
in promise that actually gives new identity, in promise that gives hope and life and forgiveness and salvation, in promise that unites you so much that the unclean cannot pass over it because there is no more unclean here. You are holy because God has made you that way. You are life because God has joined you to a resurrection of the body that death cannot destroy. And this place stands because there are people all over the world with all kinds of problems. And there actually is help here. If you've ever wondered about inviting people to church, if you've ever wondered about missions, stop it with the programs. And start it with the truth. Jesus is here for sinners. Of all the stuff in the world that's wrong, Jesus is here for help, for forgiveness, for life, and for light. That's why we come here. And that's why this place stands. We don't come here just because we can't wait to come and be with the other sinners. We don't come here just because of the programs. Jesus is here. Jesus is here and I got all kinds of stuff that's wrong. But he takes it away. He bears it on the cross. He forgives you your sins and he makes you something more. That's what missions is. We point to Jesus. There'll be people in your life you actually happen to care about, oddly enough. Some of them will have problems. You know where help is. I'm not worried about the rest. Because Jesus still sends out the sheep to the wolves. And the wolves became Christians. And the Christians became holy. And the holy ones live. In the name of Jesus, amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds unto life everlasting. Amen.